Blog Talk Radio. Everybody get up. night at 8 o'clock, and if it's Thursday night at 8 o'clock, that means it is time for Off the Chain, and I am your host, Devon Mason. That song, I play, you know, I play most of my song, opening songs that go along with my guest, and that song just jumped out at me, and when you find out who my guest is and what she writes, you will understand all about it. I want to welcome each and every one of you to the show tonight, and, and thank you, because Y'all just keep making this show bigger and better and greater. I'm just a facilitator, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all are the ones that have kept this show going. 
for those of you that do not know, we're heard in over 250 countries, and we're hitting about 250,000 listeners between the live show, the archive show, and all the podcasts. So the guests and our sponsors are heard in places that they never thought they would be heard before. Now, there's two ways to get on this show. One, you can come on as a guest, or two, you can become a sponsor. Either way, if you're interested, contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com, and I will tell you how to make it happen. I want to uh, throw some sponsors in before we start with our guest tonight. Do you love thrilling whodunits, cozy mysteries, or sizzling suspense with dangerous twists and turns? Well, each one has a secret, and one of those secrets could get them all killed. Often, death is just the beginning, but what if the damage was already done? The answers revealed in Death and Damages, keeping you on the edge of your seat with hair-raising homicides as you discover mysterious secrets, deadly assassins, and cold-blooded killers. In this thrilling box set of 24 breathtaking tales of Death and Damages. Pre-order your box set now at deathanddamages.com. Also, those of you who know Diane Mope know she's been on this show a couple of times, and she has a series. It's called the Sam Holden Series, and Sam Holden is our favorite vigilante. The third book in her series, which is just was released a few months back, is called Dog Bones, and it tells about Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other. Will her double life be exposed? Will Sam be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mote everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series, be sure to begin with Dog Gone on Amazon. That's all by Diane Mote. Howard Levine has got a neat little book out called The Last Gasp. Frank Tedeschi's niece is dead, one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack which has been laid at the feet of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who question the government's explanation. He's a Vietnam veteran who wants nothing more than to live without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his grieving brother Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and incredibility? Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together, given they are putting their lives in danger? And guess the novel that resonates with today's politics, the answers to these questions unfold in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. Now, with all of the housekeeping out of the way, I want to welcome back somebody that I dearly, dearly love. I've known this wonderful, wonderful woman for several years now. She lives north of me up in North Carolina, and it's pretty cold up there. And the song that I play definitely goes along with the series of books that she's right. It's the Evening Bower series, and she's not only my friend, but she has become up right up there, uh, number one with good old Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, <laughs> Sherry Rensler is a multi-award-winning, hey. multi multi-genre author, writing coach, and speaker. And currently, she has authored one photography book, I Wish You Joy, Three books of poetry, Paper Bones by Light Betrayed, and Poetry of the Vampires, The Book of Now. She has also released Midnight Assassin, A Tale of Lust and Revenge, which is a dark, dark, I can't talk, a dark urban fantasy <laughs> novella. And she has, she is a retired U.S. Force non-combatant veteran. She completed her bachelor and graduate degrees while serving her country, and her background includes bylines in newspapers and online journals plus previous work as an assistant poetry editor for an online poetry journal, a freelance columnist, and a photo journal. I mean, this woman does it all. She was featured. She was a featured author in Southern Writers Magazine and in Focus on Women's Magazine, as well as a featured guest speaker on numerous radio shows, including this one. She is in the Charlotte, North Carolina Regional Municipal Liaison for National Novel Writing Month, promoting writing and literacy for all. Her causes include the National Network to End Domestic Violence, as well as programs to end bullying. She's also a strong advocate of climate change. That means that 
she makes sure one way or another that children get corrective surgery for cleft lips and palates. Her guilty pleasures include indulging in wine, fine wine, dark chocolates, and old black and white movies. She is a recognized vampire scholar plus a dragon lover. And they live in Mint, North Carolina, and it's like 40 degrees there now. She also <laughs> has released a couple of more books in the Evening Bower series, and we're just going to get right to it. Hello, my darling. How are you? Hey, lady. Oh, I've just got to tell you, that song had me dancing. I was just up <laughs> and out of my chair and having a good time and laughing because Dre was like, yeah, you want a good girl, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. You know why I play that song. <laughs> so we were definitely feeling it. <laughs> Dre would when I when I saw when I was putting your show up and I saw that song, Dre's going, I dare you, I dare you to play it. <laughs> so yeah, I had to play it. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That was a good wig me up too. It was great. Good. So, cause I so know first, probably- I need to. I need to make one correction to what you said. I was okay. a municipal liaison for National Novel Writing Month. That was I didn't do it last year or this year. So, oh, no. but I did do it. I did do it for three years. So, but I don't do that anymore. There's some other girls that are running that right now. They're doing a terrific job in our area. So, we give kudos to them. But, but thank you for that. That was a lot of that was a lot of words. <laughs> well, you do a lot of things for a lot of people. Well, I I, I have. Yeah. Nowadays it's like just just let me write, you know. <laughs> so let's let's catch up. What ha- I know you did nano, you did na- whatever that is that I nano nano or whatever it is. Nano rhymo, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. How did that National go? Novel Writing Month? <laughs> <laughs> How did that one go? Uh, well, that was me working on the next book in the Evening Bower series, and I did, uh, you know, 50, you do, you're supposed to do 50,000 words in one month, and of course I did that, and in that 50,000 words, it's a whole bunch of junk and things that I know I won't use, at least not on this project, but it was lots of fun, and I, I played with characters and things that, you know, you might not ordinarily do, and you just give yourself permission to just go free, you know, during these 50,000 words. And so I did like 50,000 and change, or 59,000 and change, and so I had a lot of fun. But um, I did get some bones of the next book done, which is very important to me. Um, And the next book will be called The Gypsy Curse. Um, It picks up directly at the end of Love and Blood. Um, And for those of you who have read Love and Blood, uh, you know that a certain person has has gone home, and so we're going to start with that. Um, and everybody's favorite redheaded, deadly, dangerous, um, irreverent vampire is going to be at the beginning of the story because we have to some business that we have to attend to for her, and then we have some questions to answer. And the big one I keep getting asked is, "Where's Alexander?" <laughs> What's happened to Alexander? Everybody's Alexander's like, Alexander. in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he? <laughs> um, yeah, lots of, yeah, just to, so people will know, in Love and Blood, Prince Alexander comes to the bower where Rhea and Amarel and all the other characters are, and Alexander is there to take our famous redheaded vampire, Drahomira, back to Bohemia to be married. And um, Amarel comes up with this idea where Dre doesn't have to go back right away if she does a proxy wedding, which she does with Alexander. And that happens in the book. That's not a big secret. Um, The big secret is somewhere something happens to Alexander after this (laughs) wedding, and nobody knows what happened. And those who ask Drahomira, the only thing she says to them is, I don't know where he ended up. <laughs> so that's all we know, and that's all she'll say. So um, we're going to find out where he ended up. And, of course, other big events happened, which I can't give it away if you haven't read the book, but some big, terrible, horrible things happened involving children. And so we're 
we're going to be dealing with that issue. And and Dre's always on a killing mission, so we've got fun things coming in that direction. And Plus, she just loves it so much. Oh, yeah. Plus something new and maybe terrible happened to Rhea, and so we have that issue to deal with. And and so there can be a lot of things culminating in, in the, the Gypsy Curse, but mainly we're going to find out how did Dre end up being cursed because she wasn't born a vampire. So how did that happen? You know, we learned a little bit about her past and her travels in the very first book of the series, which was the prequel, The Gypsy Thorn, but we don't really know, you know, how she was cursed. And and I have finally had somebody say to me, wow, I just read The Gypsy Thorn, and and I was comparing that to Midnight Assassin, and I noticed that Dre's name is different. And yes, that's true. Uh, her name is different. And so how did she go from be, being a Primazild to a Radislav or whatever her name is now, right? So uh-huh. um, that that gets answered and, and how she was born and more about her mother and the people that we've mentioned already. So all of that's coming out. I like to draw threads between my books and then follow those up later in later books. And so I get to do that now in The Gypsy Curse. And when is this one coming out, my darling? Um, I'm hoping for the summer of next year. I gotta wait that long. Well, oh, it's gonna dear. go by very quickly. I've got two other projects that I'm working on. I'm hoping in the spring to release the vignettes. I may release that first as an ebook, and then follow it up later with uh, as a, a novel. And the vignettes are going to be snippets of incidents that happen between different characters that that there weren't really room for these incidents in the books, but. It's important to give you some background into who these people are and how they interact and where they came from and that sort of thing. So little funny moments like there's one in there about how Dre, what happened when Dre got a tattoo <laughs> and and things like this. Um, there's one in there about how how uh, Reaper ended up with Rhea and how then she presented Reaper to Dre. So, you know, where did Reaper come from and... You know, that, those sorts of things. So the vignettes answer a lot of the little questions you really don't have time for in the books themselves. And it just sort of gives more background and more depth to the different characters. And it gives me a chance to play with things that I just can't do in the books. So, And it also gives you an opportunity to maybe spin off with these other characters on their own. Oh, maybe later. There's always a chance that that, that may happen, sure. We meet a bunch of new people in the last book. Um, we have oh, yeah, did we? Cat. Um, so that's interesting. She's we have an space. Character. Oh, she Cat, a... yes. Oh, she I comes love from, her. She comes from she comes from the Air Warriors in Peru. So that's gonna that's an interesting uh, changeling concept. And, and then and we I have Mace. That they some of the other characters found out don't want to be pissing that woman off. <laughs> well, we don't know much about Cat other than, you know, you don't want to go piss way her back. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cat's a, she's a Black Panther, so you know, it's a not, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a cult. I'm talking about a true Black Panther. So that's a, that's interesting. Because I'm interested to see how Reaper and and Cat are going to get along. Yeah. And, uh, he's not quite sure what to make of her. So <laughs> that's going to be fun. And and then we have the new uh, we have the the new detective Mace Bayonne. Uh, Mace is going to be a very important character going forward, so we're going to get to love him and and see him interact and and uh, and we're going to see more of of other characters that we've seen in the past. Yes, yes, Pam, PJ, the Angel of Death will be back. Okay, so <laughs> why did you have to spoil it for him? Just oh, well, that's not a big secret. Oh, no, no, that's not a big secret. The big secret is why he's coming back. Huh, well, there's no telling with him. He pops in yeah, and out and of at Yeah, of course, will. you know, I do love to kill people off, so you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you must be glad, though, that Rico's back. I love Rico. He is so, so mischievous. He reminds me of a little imp. <laughs> Well, he's an elf. Don't call him an imp. (laughs) (laughs) 
he's just so mischievous. He can go from good boy to bad boy in a blink of an eye. Yeah, and for those who don't know, uh, Rico is is the is the English name for our elf. Who he that's the name he adopted. His name is actually Ransad, and he is one of the prince's children, the prince of the elves and of the dark elves. And he has a brother and a sister. Unfortunately, they are both dead, and and so Rico is back. And we thought he was gone too, but it turns out that he's he's alive. So all is good. Um, For the moment, but, he's alive. But why he came back is the interesting part. We can't tell him that. So, no, we can't. No, <laughs> y'all just y'all just have to read the books, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, these and and her vampires do not twinkle. They no, no. Dre, oh God, Dre, no. no, 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 no. Dre does not twinkle. Far from twinkling. Yeah. <laughs> no, my 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 vampires uh, do not angst. Um, well, Dre does not angst. I think there's a little angst going on with Jean-Louis but, or, or Amorel. But, you know, there's more to him than meets the eye. There were little yeah, hints that I threw out in the books that say that he may not be, um, well, if you if you think back to Gypsy Thorn, we we have a name connection with eye color and, and all that was hinted about. Uh-huh. But then the archangel says something about his mother and his father so we have little hints about Amorel that are going to be coming up too. So see, there's all kinds of in in Sherry's books. There's all kinds of little nuggets that she drops in there, and if you pay attention when you read the next book, they come to fruition. But if you're just zipping through the book, you're gonna lose the 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 nuggets or the Easter eggs, and you're gonna go. Wow, I should have remembered that from the last book. Just pay attention when you read her book. She's like that. She's evil like that. Dre's evil. (laughs) (laughs) I'm evil like that. (laughs) And you love it. I do love it. I do. You totally love it. And for those that that don't know, the Blue Rose is very key to my stories. And that happened a long time ago. When I first started putting these stories online, um, I wrote with a cadre of individuals, all who were terrific writers from all over the world. We came together to create the Bower and do live writing, and the Blue Rose began there with them. That was back in 1997, and it's been the theme, the carry-through moment that, that happens in all my books, that as the Blue Rose goes, so go the people in the stories. So... You know, as long as the Blue Rose is alive, then all is good. Well, and and when you get your your painting, the Blue Rose will always be alive. Yes, ma'am. I'm excited. (laughs) And for those of you who are listening who don't know, Yvonne is such a talented, all-around creative person. Not only does she write books herself, not only does she do these podcasts and, and manage people from around the world, but she is also a very interesting and talented creative artist and she likes to paint she's discovered a whole new outlet not to mention the 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 clothes that she's helped design and uh, oh my god it's just an amazing creature you are and so i'm i'm she's sending me some beautiful paintings and of course i will share them when i get them so that everybody will get to see what a terrific person you are and i'm telling you i'm going to use them to promote the books you watch i hope so in fact, before I forget it, are you, are there going to be any events up your way next year that I might could get into uh, yes, that aren't already closed? Uh, well, I don't think it's closed. Um, Bookham, North Carolina, is uh, buy a book and stop a crook, so to speak, is is actually to promote literacy, and it is uh, was supposed to happen this past September, but because of the hurricane and flooding. Lumberton suffered lots of water and flooding, and it was terrible. And so it's been postponed until September of 2019. Uh, It's Bookham, just like it sounds, B-O-O-K-E-M dot org, I think it is. And it's in Lumberton, North Carolina, which is about three hours southeast of me. Are you going? um, I am absolutely going. I was scheduled for this year, and and so I'm, I'm still scheduled for next year. So... There will be some other authors there you might know, Jan McCandles, 
Uh, Marissa Rose Wesley from Cover Me Darling is scheduled to appear and and some other folks. So um, you might look into that. I think there's I think there was room as far as I knew. There was still room available. So as soon as we get off right here, I will go and look them up and make sure they're not closed because I need to come that way. Oh, it'll be so awesome. We'll have such fun. Yes, the, the event will never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. Maybe they need a little shot in the arm, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't hurt. It really doesn't. It's a very, it's a very easy, um, kind of a low-key event. Um, they have lots of authors, and we they have uh, panel discussions that do go on. But everything is free. Uh, it's um, you buy your table, and that's it. That's your donation to the literacy program and then you just keep everything you sell. So it's a it's a very easy and the tables I think were like a hundred or hundred and fifty. That was it, Matt. That's all? Wow. Yeah. That's it. And uh and it's a really really nice. It helps you um you have to for any extra people that you bring, of course you have to pay for them. But you get lunch and there's a mixer the night before and and it's just really nice. It's easy and low key and I really enjoyed myself. Okay. As soon as I get off from here, I'll go look them up and make sure that they're not filled up and sign up for it because that was one of the promises I made to my husband that I would keep doing what I do and maybe that will also help me. I've got an idea for a new book. I just it's it's the characters are just not talking to me yet. They they told me where they want to to have the story played out, but they haven't told me how to write it yet. There you go. Well, they will. So they will eventually. Yep. The more time. the more writers that I hang around with and talk to, the more dynamic my characters become themselves. Um, they start the whispers become loud and screaming voices. It's always Dre, you know. <laughs> Why aren't you writing? So <laughs> yeah, she's terrible. She knocks me in the head. Eight. <laughs> she she's a very dynamic character. Yeah. Now, now ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not write or are not or are not creative in in music or in the arts, we don't write the stories. Our characters do, and our characters do talk to us in the middle of the night while we're driving down the road. One <laughs> night, the night that I was doing the interview with you and Eric. Mm-hmm. I, I, this voice starts saying, "Now, you, this is what I want you to do. This, you got to get. Yeah. I'm going. Would you stop? I'm, I'm on the radio here. I, <laughs> I can't. I can't write while I'm doing an interview. And then when I was interviewing Julie Morgan, this is when this idea for this new book came out with some characters that that were in Pink Canary and in When Fates Collide. Arm candy. It's the same three characters, and now they're fighting to, uh, as to who's going to be the lead character in the story that they want to take place in New Orleans. And I'm going to New Orleans in January, so awesome. I guess Janu- I guess New Orleans is going to be where the story starts. Well, then you may run into Dre and all of her family in the Bower. You never know. And you never know. But see, this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. It's 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 our characters, not us. We're going to stop here and take a quick break and pay some bills. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, my friend and fellow author, who I absolutely adore, Sherry Rensler. And, of course, she's got Dre whispering in her ear, telling her what to say. (laughs) So while Dre's whispering, we will be right back. Best-selling and award-winning author of true crime and crime fiction, Yvonne Mason is back with a brand-new book, The Pink Canary a book that delves into the life of a drag queen and a marvelous whodunit. You can find this and all of Yvonne's other works on Amazon.com or find Yvonne Mason on Facebook and Twitter. You're going to kill me. Buy your copy of Pink Canary now. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family 
as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. This is Jade. And this is Wilnona. Wow, it's been a busy summer. Yes, we have new books. I think we have a new audio book. And I thought the voice was bad with other life lessons. Why is that title such a mouthful? I don't know, but you can hear that mouthful on Audible and on iTunes now. And that will take you through Life Changes, the highs and lows of it through pop poetry and the literary life guide. So remember to check us out. And no, I don't mean a once over, but then my narcissism said, well, maybe check me out once. And then look at the rest of the website at andwethought.com. You can check out the podcast and the YouTube channel and everything that we're doing on that website, andwethought.com, just because you didn't get it the first time. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to say bye from Winona and Jade and our website. Okay, is this going to be like a running gag? Yup. Andwethought.com. Bye-bye. Germany, 1938. Charlotte, a young girl of 15, wanders into Georg's cobbler's shop to have her shoes repaired. Georg, enamored by Charlotte's charm and grace, decides then and there that he's going to marry her. But they must keep their love a secret from family, friends, and, most importantly, the Nazis. Follow along as Georg's pursuit of the young Charlotte results in the couple traveling a heart-stopping, winding route to stay one step ahead of the Gestapo in their escape from Nazi Germany, with a surprising twist along the way. If you like history and romance, don't miss Good Things Always Happen in Springtime by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Juliana is a middle-aged housewife in Toronto with a career, a husband, that has little interest in her well-being, and three children. In the evenings, she gets on her computer and chats with people around the world. When she gets involved with Aaron and Bobby, her life becomes a pinball, bouncing around her husband, her job, her children, and her two online friends. She's bewitched by the romantic poetry of Aaron but the honesty and kindness of Bobby bring her all the way to California. Watch for the ironic twist of fate that takes her in a direction she never expected. If you like spicy romances, don't miss With All of Me by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Fiore is a young Italian woman engaged to be married but her plans are interrupted by a charismatic Sebastian, a handsome middle-aged Spanish businessman. Her beauty strikes him like a thunderbolt sent by the goddess Venus herself. When she's given a peculiar gift, a Spanish doll, she's thrown into a whirlwind of entangled passion, money, secrets, and love. Their romance sparks in a charming little Italian town located on the southern part of Lake Garda in northern Italy and takes them around the globe. What happens when her life is suddenly shattered by a lifelong secret? Her Spanish doll will bring you to a caliente Spain and a romantic Italy, adding some spice along the way. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. And we are back. This is Yvonne Mason with Off the Chain. And my guest, the one and only author, Sherry Rinslow, is also my friend. Okay. Did you enjoy okay. having nice conversations? Absolutely. <laughs> and what was she wanted me to? She wanted me to remind you of something. Okay. She said, at, in the, uh, I believe it was in the Gypsy Thorn, she plunged a knife into the shield above the throne. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. You should remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> no, I mean you should okay. really like remember that. I should that. really remember. Okay, see another yeah. Easter egg. I hate when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she, she was a little ticked a, off. She says that's important. You should remember that. Okay, she was a little ticked off when she did that too. 
she was not happy that day. So you're doing you're you're doing Ben Gates. You're doing a new book. Mm-hmm. What else are you writing? Um, I'm working. I've just about finished the first workbook. The last time we talked, I mentioned a writer's workbook, not to teach you how to write as an author, but just to teach you how to write every day. Um, people ask me all the time, I would like to write, but I don't know what to write about. I don't know where to start. And they're not talking about writing books. They're just talking about sitting down to write. And, of course, I always say to them, well, what do you write? Do you write anything? And they say, well, I, I, I try journaling. Sometimes I make myself notes on pieces of paper, and then I don't know what I do with them. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you write? And they said, well, I just want to write about things. I'm like, fine. So I've started this, just about finished with this workbook, number one, um, that is to teach you to tap into your muse and so that you can, if you can tap into that muse, it's like exercising a muscle. And the more you exercise the muscle, the stronger you get, the more capable you are. So this is to teach you how to tap into the muse that helps you learn how to write. And then you can go out on your own and study your craft and take creative writing and all that sort of thing if you want to write books and stuff. But this is just to get you tuned in to the basics of, you know, I looked out the window and I saw the blue sky and this is how it made me feel. And, and that's kind of where I'm where I'm trying to help people. So um, the workbooks will come in, in three installments. So be beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And we will cover everything from senses, learning to tap into your senses, learning to expand your vocabulary, learning to define the holidays. Maybe you just want to write a Christmas letter every year, but you'd like to write something more than, hi, we had a good year, hope you did too, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it would be nice to be able to say, you know, the, the, the tinsel glittered under the tree, you know, things like this. So... Um, I'm trying to help people just discover their muse, basically. And so that will be coming out hopefully also in the spring. I'm looking around April for that one. So, Would, would it be fair to say, Sherry, that it it's come to the point in people's lives because we do not write in complete – we don't talk in complete sentences anymore. So how are we expected to to form a thought to put on paper in a complete sentence. People have lost the gift and the ability to just write. We don't write letters anymore. We don't write cards to people anymore. We don't pick up the phone and call people and have a conversation anymore. It's all technological shorthand. And I do think that you're right, except with me, I do write letters and I and I do pick up the phone because I I want the ability to to communicate with some richness, not just, you know, emoji, flower, you know, Santa Claus face, you know, <laughs> just I hate that. I really hate it so much. I, I know I'm out of time and place when I say things like that because social media is so necessary and it serves a it serves a great purpose most of the time. Um, but when it begins to eat away at our ability to to communicate fully, like writing, then, then I take exception to it. So um, that's why I'm doing the workbooks. I think it's time we, we go back to writing. Um, I love my fountain pens. There's something special about the tip of a nib on a piece of paper and the magic that comes out when you write. And yep. and I'm trying to inspire that in others. There's such a joy in creation. And so that's my mission in life is to try and help people feel that magic and be excited by the new passion that writing can give you. And so one of the things in the workbook, in these workbooks that I'm doing, is you you write a letter. You have to sit down and write a letter to someone and and ask them to please write you back and to help discover the muse. And more than just, you know, hi, I'm doing this workbook. What are you doing? <laughs> so, and that's what it's all about is learning to get back in touch with that creative side, that that wonderful, imaginative, intimate part that is writing. And and you can tell I love it so much, right? So it's it's that's what this is all about. 
And and that doesn't mean sit down and write an email. It means sit down and put pen to paper, fold up the paper, put it in an envelope, address the envelope, and put a stamp on it, walk to the mailbox, and put it in the mailbox. And I and I always say to my friends, you're you're worth at least fifty cents. You're worth the time it would take me to sit down and write write a letter and put fifty cents on an envelope. You're worth fifty cents at least. So you know, I think it's a I think it's a valuable experiment, if nothing else, to remember how to communicate. There's there's magic in a letter. There's something wonderful about getting a Christmas card that is not pre printed, that has actual words on it. And, yes. and 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 it gets a letter from home that says, "Here's what happened during our year. Maybe we haven't talked, so let's catch up." And 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 it's interesting that wonderful feeling you get when you get a card in the mail. And I want people to rediscover that. And I think we need to. I can't. I haven't. I haven't played with it yet. I'm trying to get my life back on a, a, a some sense of normalcy. But after the first of the year, one of the things that I'm going to do is sit down and write a letter or, or a card. I might even do my thank you cards with my quill. There you go, because that's when the magic happens. When that quill hits the paper and you get, begin to feel the motion through your fingers, the words start to flow, something really wonderful starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's hard to describe. You just have to try it. And believe that something wonderful is going to come out. And it will, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me, it will. Mm-hmm. When when I started writing years and years ago, a uh, a friend of the family died. I was a little girl. And I don't remember writing this, but my mother said that I wrote a poem. And I wanted to give it to his wife. And my mother was always afraid of what other people would think. And she was afraid that it would hurt the gentleman's wife. So she took it from me and threw it away. Not realizing oh. it would have been a yeah, not realizing it would have been a source of comfort for her. she said, Ivan, I regretted that forever because it, it would have been a source of comfort to her. Uh, and that and, was and my, my mother my mother kept everything I ever wrote on paper. She just was like, you know, not because she thought I was going to be famous or because I wrote these great moving eulogies or anything. She just felt the magic when she read them. It connected her to me more than a card or the phone or whatever. The letters were something special. Yep. Mother kept every letter she ever received. In fact, when I got to Georgia, I'm going to get those letters. She kept letters from old boyfriends, letters from friends that were overseas serving during the war, letters from her mother, letters from my other grandmother, letters from her aunt. She kept all those, and she reread them years and years and years later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have and old letters be- that my father wrote to me when I was a little girl when he was traveling. I have all of those, and it's not just because they were my father, but it's because the way he described things when he traveled. He talked about Arizona and first horned toad, horned toad he ever saw, and 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 what it was like to be in the desert, and and it was magic. I could see mm-hmm. through his words. It was wonderful. And and there's history in those letters. Yes. Lots you look of back and, you, and and the time periods and the and the things that they talk about are all different from today. So yeah, it's it's wonderful to keep and share. And when you know you're creating your own, there's the magic because exactly. the things you write today, ten years from now, will there'll be history too. And speaking of writing. You told me before we went live there's a poem that you want to read. Yes, and it's for you because I know that you are a strong, fierce woman and you are um, you are grieving and we all know the depth that grief can take. We also know that it's, a, it's not something you can just get over tomorrow. And so I wanted to share something with you that I wrote and you may recognize it and if you don't, that's okay. Um, but it's It made me think of you and Jack, and I think it's appropriate. Okay. Read away, my darling friend. It's called Beloved. It says, this word is all I have in silence. Let my breath define it. Let it forge the power of your heart. 
trembling on your lips, wishing it had died, doubting it ever will. I know your pain, for it becomes me. Every time you gasp, I am reborn. I know, too, you have forgotten my presence here, perpetual and petrified, memory dismissed. Look up. Share the only landscape we are given, celestial bed and dreamer's folly. Look down. A feast in every vein, neglected, dry, waiting to be fed with the smile. Look in. Hear the syncopated beating, the sigh that waits to finish, incomplete across my lips. Remembrance is a gift and the ache that pains me. If a shadow makes you blink, or if you wake from sleep and sigh, if just once you hold your breath, stand still and close your eyes. I'm there. That is beautiful. Yes, I do remember that one. I love it. Thank you. And it is so and true. Could, and that came from my book by Light Betrayed. And it 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 is a love poem for every person who has ever loved and lost someone because they are never really gone. You just have to stand still and let them come back. That is that is very very true. In fact, um he he has visited me a couple of times and one of the times I was very adamant I was not going to New Orleans in the winter time. It's too cold and I nope. freeze. But I'm going to New Orleans in the winter time because he told me I was. Good for him. And the way he did it was was really really strange, Sherry. The man and and he 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 understood that I I I believe that we are visited. So yeah, he he came back to visit. So I'm going. Oh, to I, I have no doubt. A, a good love never a great love never dies. It just doesn't die. No, it, no, no, it doesn't. It 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 does not. And and I've told people over and over again. He and I did more in twelve years than most people do in sixty. I mean, we we crammed right. so much in this. And and the last six months, the last seven months, even though we were housebound, there was we crammed so much into that. That's so wonderful. That's so awesome. But I wanted to share that with you, just so you would know that that I understand, and there are so many others out there who are probably feeling a, a like pain and the like need and the like want to remember. So that's for them too. And they need to remember. It, it, it's right. healing to remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we all before we before we change the subject, I do want to mention I have some thank yous that I need to throw out there tonight. Okay, um, go ahead. I just finished a book tour with Silver Daggers, um, and Silver Daggers did a wonderful job. Silver Daggers book tour uh, was terrific. Um, I also did a book tour with. Um, uh, Wickedly Innocent Promotions with Jennifer Wedmore, and she was wonderful, and I wanted to thank her, too. Um, and if you haven't noticed my covers, my books all have award-winning covers, and that is thanks to Marissa Rose Wesley from Cover Me Darling. She does all my covers, and they are so good, not to mention the beautiful interiors. If you get the print books, you get these beautifully formatted interiors with these beautiful graphics at the beginning of every chapter. And that's done by Pink Ink Designs, Cassie Roop. And I love them all, and I, I need to thank them. But I also want to throw out a thank you to my friend, and she's a new author herself, uh, Terry Wilson. Terry's also the girl who sits next to me and lets me read my book out loud, and we do oral <laughs> reviews. And, you know, you're talking 30 hours to do a full novel on an oral review, and God love her for sitting there and going through all that with me. So, um, you know, authors write alone, but they cannot become authors alone. There are too many people out there who participate and contribute, and, and, and you know, we contract with them, and we get all sorts of help from so many different people. And it, it, takes, it truly takes a village to be an author. And uh, so I want to make sure that everybody knows how grateful I am for all the help that I get because I'm not an author because I said magically, ta-da, that didn't happen. So 
Um, and for for you, the way you promote authors and all the creative people and all the love you give us, um, it's it's unbelievable. You and and folks like uh, G. W. Palmer with you know hanging with Web Show, and I just I am incredibly grateful for the support that I get, and I just want you to know that because I love you. I love you. And he he was on the show last week. Yeah, he was on the show. I'm going to mm-hmm. see him Saturday, so I'll give him a big hug for you. Oh, do, because I, I listened to the show. It was awesome. So He's a mess. I'm going to tell you what. He is too funny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about G.W. Palmister, also known as Garrett Palmister. If y'all haven't seen or, or watched his Hanging with Web show or read his books, you need to do both because they started out with, Hanging with Web Show. Now they're doing um, music, something else with music because I hooked mm-hmm. him up with Michael Stover, who is a um, a uh, PR person for a lot of indie artists. So he's been Garrett has been interviewing some of the people that Michael's been sending him that I've also interviewed. So the circle just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It does take a village. It really does. Uh, you know, authors authors have to generally work alone. We don't we don't want to hear any other voices but the characters. But after that moment is finished, we don't do anything else after that alone. It's just impossible to do it alone. Well, we never would get anywhere if we if we tried to go alone. It just it doesn't work that way. Mm-mm, no. And and the contacts and the friends that we make along the way, these are the gems that fill up our life and and those are the people that you you know you'll see over and over again you may work with only once but sometimes the one time is indelible enough to last a lifetime so i mean look at us we we had just a day and a half two days together and uh-huh. immediately zing some something wonderful was born and you know you gotta hang on tight yeah, and take this ride. And, and ladies and gentlemen, it it works that way. It it was one event that I went to, and I haven't been back since because right after that, Jack started really getting sick. And she, Sherry, the Space was Coast there. Book Lovers, best best con on the East Coast, Space Coast Book Lovers. Yes, Sherry was there. Julie Morgan was there. Taylor Dawn was there. Debbie Fair was there. There were about 70 of us, and a group of us, including Taylor and Julie and myself and Sherry, we all, we just clicked. We we started bonding before, and then it just it just clicked, and we have all hung on to each other since then. It's been amazing. And it's terrific. Uh, Robbie Cox and and his Cox tribe of, of folks that work together, Sarah and Charlene and, and Terry, and all of those put that Space Coast Book Lovers event together, and it's coming again, and it's just yep. it's getting bigger and bigger every year, and better and better. And and uh, I know you people have to have heard of it by now, but if they haven't, Space Coast Book Lovers, and look for it. It's worth going to. Absolutely. I only got to go to the first one. I didn't get to go to the second one. And they, if they just need to quit having it in the dead of summer, please. <laughs> I love you, Robbie. Please move this thing out of the dead of summer, and that's all I ask. <laughs> well, it I I was too late to get into it because um the, it had filled up by the time I was mm-hmm. able to travel. So I'm I'm going to miss this year too, but it's okay. It'll come around again and we will see. And who knows? Next year maybe there'll be 100 authors. Who knows how big this thing is going to grow. Oh, it's going to be big. One day soon it's going to be huge. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It it it's, definitely it's, will. We'll, and you and we'll I are be, destined to meet up again. So if you can come up for a book them, that'd be great. There's some other stuff coming up next year. I'll have to send you a list of events and um and see if you can't come to some of those. And and I'll meet up with you there when you come up this way for sure. Oh, absolutely. And and she's coming to Titusville too, folks. It's just right up. I'm I'm talking her into coming and staying with me, and we'll go up to Titusville because we have a favorite restaurant in Titusville. It's called Dixie Crossroads. And Amen. They make me, Oh, they make the best hush puppies ever. They, are they so do. Good. And for those who don't know, I love Titusville because I went to junior high and high school in Titusville, Florida. So it sort of is what I consider my home. Um, even though I hate Florida, I just I like Titusville. So. And and, and we can go over to to the beach. It's right 
right down the road. Oh, no, I don't do the beach. No. Oh, she didn't do the Ten minutes in the sun, and I'm burned to a crisp. I'm a nighttime girl, so. (laughs) Well, we could could do the beach beach in the evening. Oh, there you go. The vampire in me loves that part. Yeah, I don't like doing it in the daytime either. I like early morning or late afternoon or evening, so. There you go. There you go. And Plus, and uh, Titusville has a new great Titus landing place, and they have a new um, cocktail bar in there. We just got to go see all sorts of good stuff. See? There you go. Then we could go to the airport. Air, uh, we could go to the old um, airplane museum they have there, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. See? And we're running out of time. Already? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> well, Love and Blood is my latest book. And, my darling, I thank you for your wonderful comments about it. And for those that don't know, it's book two in the Evening Bower series. And it's been well-received. It doesn't have a lot of reviews yet because there are a lot of people who have my book and haven't made a review yet. But um, it seems to be doing well so far. So, um, you know, well, tell the give folks me a try. Where you can be found. Tell the folks where you can be found. SherryRensler.com is my website, and Amazon.com, Sherry Rensler, look me up. Follow me out there. Keep up with all the news. I'm on BookBub. I'm Poet Phoenix on Twitter. I'm The Poet Phoenix on Instagram. I'm author Sherry Rensler on Facebook. So find me. I love to meet new people. And she really does. And, and I really do. She- when when these new books come out, you're going to want to know ahead of time. Trust me, you're going to want to know ahead of time. I have a newsletter that you can sign up for on my website. I have a, a reader's group, street team, that you can sign up and join. And, and we're just get kicking off and getting started. To, so come and join us and have some fun. I give freebie books away every month, and we love to laugh. So come on and join the party. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Sherry for coming on and and taking an hour away from her day and spending it with me. I'm always grateful when my guests do that because everybody's busy, especially this time of year. And for people to take an hour out of their lives for this show, it's it's very humbling and, and very appreciative for it. And speaking of this time of year, ladies and gentlemen, when you are out and about, Please be kind to the people that you deal with in retail. I'm talking fast food restaurants, restaurants, stores, shopping centers, wherever you go where you are spending money, please be kind to those people. I worked in retail. I worked in retail during this season. It's one of the reasons I hate this season. (laughs) They are doing the best they can so don't take it out on them. It's not their fault. Amen. Be nice to them. Be sweet to them. Smile at them. Get them to smile. You Just will be, be better nice off to everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And and ladies and gentlemen, if you want to achieve greatness, stop asking permission because nobody out there is going to give it to you. You're already great. Just go out there and do great things. Teach your children that. Your children are already great. Just teach them that they can go do great things. No matter how small the thing is they do, it's a great thing. Teach them that. Learn that yourself. You'll be much happier for it. Tomorrow night, we will have um, country music artist Margie Singleton with us again. She has a couple of new songs out, and we will be listening to those and talking to her and seeing what she's up to. She's hit the top on the indie billboard charts. She is moving up, and this woman is in her 80s. So you're never too old to start making it to the top. With that being said, I want to thank my guest, Sherry Rensler, again for joining us. Go and get her books. You will love them. Join us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time when once again, as always, we will be off the chain, which is a non-scripted show. I don't believe in scripts. Love yourselves, like yourselves, love each other, and be kind to each other because you will be kinder to yourself. Until then, I want to wish you all a good evening. Be safe out there. Take care. And arrive safely at your destination. Until tomorrow night, 
This is your host, Yvonne Mason, with Off the Chain, saying good night. All right, my darling, when this thing goes up in archives, you know I will send you the link so you can oh, yes, spread ma'am. the word. And, then and tomorrow, as usual, it went by too fast. It was great fun. I always enjoy talking to you. We just really need to get on the phone, you and me, and have a conversation that doesn't have to be on the air, you know? <laughs> That's true. That is true. I will send you my number so that yes, you Yes, I would like that because I don't, I don't use my cell phone for calling. I use it for texting. And then I just talk to people on the home phone. So well, I'll send you all that you, too. I will send you the home phone number because I would much rather talk on the home phone as opposed to my cell phone. There you go. I, See, we're all fogies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just, it, it just, it's, if you don't lose signal, people don't drop calls, and you just enjoy the conversation. Amen to that. And you can look forward to receiving uh, my usual Christmas uh, letter this year in my own handwriting, because I wanted Yay. to write to you especially. So. Oh, I love you, my darling. I love you so and much, and thank you again for giving me such a wonderful opportunity to come out and talk as always. And, and, you're, and you know after Christmas you'll be coming back on, right? February. Yes, so I hope I'm coming out for, for Poetry Month. When it, When is that one coming out? It, well, Poetry Month is April. April is National Oh, you'll be Poetry on before Month. then. Yeah, you'll be on before oh, I will? then. Okay. Of course. Okay. Absolutely. And then we'll bring you on in April for Poetry Month. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you're just a regular on this okay, show. Okay, you just, just let me know when. I'll be there. I, okay. I love I'm you, easy. darling. I love you, too. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.